Hello and happy Lent. This is New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 80. Shepherd of Israel, listen. You, the one who leads Joseph as if he were a sheep. You who are enthroned upon the winged heavenly creatures. Show yourself before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Wake up your power. Come to save us. Restore us, God. Make your face shine so that we can be saved. Lord God of heavenly forces, how long will you fume against your people's prayer? You've fed them bread made of tears. You've given them tears to drink three times over. You've put us at odds with our neighbors. Our enemies make fun of us. Restore us, God of heavenly forces. Make your face shine so that we can be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. Then it planted its deep roots deep, filling the land. The mountains were covered by its shade. The mighty cedars were covered by its branches. It set its branches all the way to the sea. Its shoots went all the way to the Euphrates rivers. So why have you now torn down its walls? So that all who come along can pluck its fruit so that any boar from the forest can tear it up, so that the bugs can feed on it. Please come back, God of heavenly forces. Look down from heaven and perceive it. Attend to this vine, this root that you planted with your strong hand. This son whom you secured is your very own. It is burned with fire. It is chopped down. They die at the rebuke coming from you. Let your hand be with the one on your right side, with the one whom you secured as your own. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us so that we can call on your name. Restore us, Lord God of heavenly forces. Make your face shine so that we can be saved. Today's Old Testament reading comes out of the book of Genesis, chapter 44, verses 18 through 34. Judah approached him and said, Please, my master, allow your servant to say something to my master without getting angry with your servant, since you are like Pharaoh himself. My master asked his servants, Do you have a father or brother? And we said to my master, Yes, we have an elderly father and a young brother, born when he was old. His brother is dead, and he's his mother's only child, but his father loves him. You told your servants, bring him down to me so I can see him. And we said to my master, the young man can't leave his father. If he leaves, his father will die. You said to your servants, if your youngest brother doesn't come down with you, you'll never see my face again. When we went back to my father, your servant, we told him what you said. Our father told us, go back and buy for us a little food. But we said, we can't go down. We will go down only if our youngest brother is with us. We won't be able to gain an audience with the man without our youngest brother with us. Your servant, my father, said to us, You know that my wife gave birth to two sons for me. One disappeared, and I said, He must have been torn up by a wild animal, and I haven't seen him since. And if you take this one from me too, something terrible will happen to him, and you will send me, old as I am, to my grave in despair. When I now go back to your servant, my father, without the young man, whose life is so bound up with his, and when he sees that the young man isn't with us, he will die, and your servants will have sent our father, your servant, old as he is, to his grave in grief. 
I, your servant, guaranteed the young man's safety to my father, telling him, if I don't bring him back to you, it will be my fault forever. Now please let your servant stay as your slave instead of the young man, so that he can go back with his brothers. How can I go back to my father without the young man? I couldn't bear to see how badly my father would be hurt. Today's epistle reading comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 25 to 31. I don't have a command from the Lord about people who have never been married, but I'll give you my opinion as someone you can trust because of the Lord's mercy. So I think this advice is good because of the present crisis. Stay as you are. If you are married, don't get a divorce. If you are divorced, don't try to find a spouse. If, but if you do marry, you haven't sinned. And if someone who hasn't been married gets married, they haven't sinned. But married people will have a hard time, and I'm trying to spare you that. This is what I'm saying, brothers and sisters. The time has drawn short. From now on, those who have wives should be like people who don't have them. Those who are sad should be like people who aren't crying. Those who are happy should be like people who aren't happy. Those who buy something should be like people who don't have possessions. Those who use the world should be like people who aren't preoccupied with it because this world in its present form is passing away. Today's gospel reading comes out of the Gospel of Mark, chapter 5, verses 21 through 43. Jesus crossed the lake again, and on the other side a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Jairus, one of the synagogue leaders, came forward. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded with him, My daughter is about to die. Please come and place your hands on her so that she can be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A swarm of people were following Jesus, crowding in on him, a woman who there had been bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a lot under the care of many doctors and had spent everything she had without getting any better. In fact, she had gotten worse. Because she had heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes. She was thinking, if I can just touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Her bleeding stopped immediately, and she sensed in her body that her illness had been healed. At that very moment, Jesus recognized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, Don't you see the crowd pressing against you, yet you asked who touched me? But Jesus looked around carefully to see who had done it. The woman, full of fear and trembling, came forward. Knowing what had happened to her, she fell down in front of Jesus and told him the whole truth. He responded, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace, healed from your disease. While Jesus was still speaking with her, messengers came from the synagogue leader's house, saying to Jairus, Your daughter has died. Why bother the teacher any longer? But Jesus overheard their report and said to the synagogue leader, Don't be afraid, just keep trusting. He didn't allow anyone to follow him except Peter, James, and John, James's brother. They came to the synagogue leader's house, and he saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, What's all this commotion and crying about? The child isn't dead. She's only sleeping. They laughed at him, but he threw them all out. Then, taking the child's parents and his disciples with him, he went to the room where the child was. Taking her hand, he said to her, Talitha kum, which means, young woman, get up. Suddenly the young woman got up and began to walk around. 
She was 12 years old. They were shocked. He gave them strict orders that no one should know what had happened. Then he told them to give her something to eat. Christ is my firm foundation The rock on which I stand When everything around me is shaken I've never been more glad That I put my faith in Jesus Cause he's never let me down He's faithful through generations So why would he fail now? He won't He won't And I've still got joy in chaos I've got peace that makes no sense so I won't be going under I'm not held by my own strength Cause I built my life on Jesus And He's never let me down He's faithful in every season So why would He fail now? He won't, he won't, and he won't fail, he won't fail, he won't, he won't, and he on you and I'm safe with you I'm gonna make it through and rain came and wind blew my house was built on you and I'm safe with you on you. 
Christ is my firm foundation The rock on which I stand When everything around me is shaking I've never been more glad That I put my faith in Jesus Cause he never let me down He's faithful through generations So why would he fail now? He won't He won't The Apostles' Creed is a statement of Christian faith that has been handed down in Western Christianity for well over 1,500 years. While shorter than the Nicene Creed, it beautifully summarizes the core tenets of Christianity about the triune God and the people of God called the Church. It faithfully hands down through the ages the beliefs given to the Church by the first Apostles of Jesus Christ, generation to generation. Now, let's recite that faith handed down so beautifully together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace 
and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. Lord, during this season of Lent, give us the will to take up our cross and follow after your Son, Jesus Christ, in living a cruciform life. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these words out of the middle of Psalm 77. I will remember the Lord's deeds. Yes, I will remember your wondrous acts from times long past. I will meditate on all your works. I will ponder your deeds. God, your way is holiness. Who is as great a God as you, God? You are the God who works wonders. You have demonstrated your strength among all peoples. With your mighty arm, you redeemed your people, redeemed the children of Jacob and Joseph. Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's hymn was Firm Foundation, performed by Riley Fast, and recorded and mixed by Drew McKellips. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.